0: hey you busy Mm-mm. okay let me run something past you real quick so quick question in your opinion what is the number one thing that is required to be strengthened in order to support your dream because i know that we've been talking a lot about the process and you know the vision and write it down and blasi blue but what do you think the number one thing that is required to be strengthened in order to support, aka carry out the blessing, the vision, the plan. Give up? It's not resources. It's not networking. It's not education. You know what it actually is? Character. Character is by far the number one most important thing required no matter what you're chasing after, in order to successfully carry it out. So I was thinking, you remember when the whole Popeyes came out with the chicken sandwich and Chick-fil-A, ooh, and everybody was just running rampant with the free promotion and showing, you know, the differences between the two sandwiches and all that. And I thought to myself, um, I said, you know, I think I remember reading an article where they actually configured financially how much it would benefit Chick-fil-A if they opened up even one Sunday out of the month. Like the fact that Chick-fil-A is closed one week out of, one day out of the week, so four times a month, I think they're missing out on, and it was like an astronomically huge number, like a billion dollars or something that was like, are you serious? That one day, and so that led me down a rabbit hole, all all kind of thinking. And I said, man, how strong of a character does the Chick-fil-A owner, you know, whoever the head honcho is, how strong of a character does he have to have that he is able to pass up what looks like a fortune in order to keep his particular value of, no, we're closed on Sundays. So then, it led me to think further. I said, Mm-mm, "You don't just get to a place of, you know, head honchoism, right? You don't just get there and then decide, okay, here are the values of this particular business, and this is how I'm going to operate it." I feel like, and I'm most almost certain that whoever the person is in charge over there in the Chick Fil A headquarters, the whoever came up with the concept, whomever that person had that value of, I'm going to rest one day, this one day out of the week, I'm going to do this every month, every single week, and I'm not going to let nothing divert me from this. So it brought me to think about the fact that we need to develop our values as we are going through the process, you know, going through the motions of trying to get our it Because the character supports the blessing. I admire the fact that Chick-fil-A didn't even try to say, okay, I'm going to bend by popular demand. We'll be open every first Sunday, but we're going to do it a short amount of hours and first comes first serve. And then we are closed. You know, we'll do it um, right after church. And then we close in that three, have a nice day. No, you know what what actually happened? They did what we were talking about before. They did not conform to, to the world. It was like, oh, every other establishment is open seven days a week. We're not doing it. Oh, by popular demand, people are begging and requesting. No, we're not doing it. You know, we're not going to be Wendy's where you're begging us, bring back the spicy whatever. And we're like, okay, by popular demand. No, my values are not going to be adjusted based upon what everyone else is requesting of me. And I think there is strength and so much power in that. It's like, it's ridiculous how awesome of a tool that is that sometimes we pass up literally how you practice is how you're going to perform when you get to your it when you get to your blessing when you carry out the vision so so many people are marrying people and then not really putting two and two together like well how come he's not faithful now how come she's not cooking now And how come um sir ma'am that is how that person was in the courtship in the dating realm in the like that's what they were doing before right why do you think that values that was not there to begin with will somehow manifest itself once it's on another level and that really triggered I was like wait a minute it triggered a series of thoughts for me so I want this conversation to be the challenge of What characteristic and value needs to be established where you're currently at so that it can support where you're going and where you will arrive to? Like, so for instance, do you need to, like we were talking in our prior conversation, do you need to understand that your customer or whoever you're serving is more important than money? Because isn't that the problem with most establishments now? Like, seriously, the customer does not feel first anymore. It's not the customer is always right. You know, it actually feels like, dang, um, yeah, we'll clap back. I don't care. Like, doesn't matter, manager or not, no one's going to be disrespected. I don't care if you're a customer or not. And isn't that what's, and I'm going to still use Chick-fil-A, isn't that what sets them apart? Like, real talk, I was so intrigued by the level of customer service a couple of years back that I applied for them. I mean, I just wanted to see what the application looked like, like what was in there. And do you know that it asked what church do you go to? I was flawed because out of all the applications that I've ever filled out in my entire breathing existence, right? I have never had it where I was asked, what do I do in my personal life, which I guess now that I hear myself saying it to you, I guess they mastered the art of understanding whatever you do personally is going to bleed over professionally. And in a sense, now that I hear myself saying it again, in a sense, other companies do it, but just in a different way, right? Chick-fil-A asked, hey, what church do you go to? What What establishment are you a part of? You know, how do you serve and what capacity and all of that? But a, let's just say secular company says, hey, you need to take this drug test and you need to take this random drug testing because it is understood that whatever you do in your personal life will bleed over to your professional life. It is not a la carte. As much as we try to go ahead and and even try to make it a thing, it is not compartmentalized you are you wherever you go and people are going to have to reap the benefits of what you do or do not have so wherever you're going like let's just say you're like okay I'm waiting for marriage cool can you fix that wandering eye no I'm not talking about the loose eye muscle with the and you got the issue with the tear duck and your eye kind of, no, I'm not talking about the lazy eye. I'm talking about that wondering eye that when such and such walks past, you're like, hmm. And then the thoughts start to go. Can you get that under wraps? Because if you think that's going to change once you get a ring, sir, ma'am, you're sadly mistaken. You know, one of the things that I did um, that I was prompted and convicted to do prior to me being married, um, I made it a habit to stop calling men that were married, attractive, especially when they were celebrities. So I had this thing for Boris Koja. I was just like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I made him my wallpaper. It was just like "Mm, goals. and And as I was maturing and waiting for God to do something awesome in my womanhood to then connect me to the man that he knew that I was destined to be with, one of the convictions that came down was, can I say something to you? And this is how God speaks to me. He was like, um... When did it become okay to lust after somebody else's husband? And I was like, wait a minute, because I, I never dabbled in the adultery street, so w- what's that about? And he was like, yeah, but you're training yourself to. The fact that you even made this man your background. I know it's a MacBook and you wanted something that when you opened it up and made you smile, but um, not somebody else's husband. Out of all the people, why him? And so then I started going through the other people that I found attractive and I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) why are almost all of them, um, married? I don't, oh, there's not a single celebrity. I mean, he could still be a celebrity, but it's not a single celebrity that you can say, oh, okay. Um, and the answer was no. I was like, Denzel, no, can't do that. Um, in in no judgment. I was like genuine at the time. It was like, no, he was married. I was like, ah well God, they all taken. That's your fault. <laughs> like, make make something else. I the ones that you that catch my eye, they got somebody else's eye. So then I had to make a public public decoration. Um, Because once I let something be known, I stick to it. And then I just felt like if I got that conviction, then maybe someone else would, you know, kind of see like, "Mm." because it's so easy to be like, "Mm, Denzel, that's somebody else's husband, sweetheart. Yeah, let's not do that. Because remember, that energy can come right back when you get yours. And then you're like, how come everybody's looking at my husband? Because you're looking at her husband like that. You see what I'm saying? And so we never put two and two together like that. Like, how do you handle um the workload at your job? And if you are destined to be an entrepreneur, would you hire someone who handles their workload the way that you currently do? Like, if you had your business right now with your current work ethic, would you hire you? If the answer is, mm, I mean, Your time management, the way that you follow through, um, the way that you use computer time when nobody's looking, hmm, ma'am, sir, oh no, don't, don't back up from the phone now. Would you hire you? Would you hire you to, I don't know, watch, um, your children if they were not your children? Like, these are things that you need to start saying, hmm, if I am expecting this level of excellence, then I need to start conducting it within myself. And I don't know why Chick-fil-A just brought on this conversational piece, but I was just like, I am actually flawed that I'm sure he is aware, and I'm assuming it's a he that's in the, you know, stature to make decisions over there in the headquarters, okay, um, I'm sure they put the financial numbers together to say, mm, <laughs> this will be enough to expand, do other franchises. do." I'm sure it could be a plethora of decisions that can be made off of that. But his no remained consistent. And I'm almost, to be honest, I'm almost under the impression that it's going to be no forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's going to change. And I think the reason why it's such a concrete no is because it's aligned with his values and he was practicing that before it became, boom, Chick-fil-A. So what do you need to practice? What's something that you're like, okay, this is what I need in order to support where I'm going. Whatever your it is. Like, I believe a large part of the times that, you know, college students maybe jump from job to job and their resume just looks like a collection of expired milk dates is because that's the way that you studied and applied yourself in the student realm why did you think that with you having to pay for school and you handling it like that why did you then think you were going to be the super worker that's now getting paid I mean, if anything, it should be clearly identified what kind of worker you're going to be because you are paying to go to school. Like this is your investment. So if you don't take you seriously, and no one sits us down and have has these conversations, right? It's not like listen, you are developing not only good student skills, but you are developing life skills in this setting no one's looking over your shoulder no one's going to say hey don't forget to do your homework no one's going to you are literally exercising the muscle for your early adulthood and if you change your major from this one to that one to "Eh, I don't know then that's probably how your resume is going to look you need to learn how to be decisive You need to learn how to follow through. You need to learn how to go to class when you're tired because you're going to have to go to work when you're tired. You need to go to class when you don't feel good because you're going to have to go to work when you don't feel good. Oh, it's raining outside and it's going to mess up your hair. Is that what you're going to do when you get hired for whatever? Or are you waiting for, do you look at certain jobs? Like, well, this job doesn't matter because when I get the real job that I'm looking for, then I'll practice, you know, really practice good work ethic. But it's like, no, you've been practicing it wrong. Where would you get that new muscle from? You haven't been lifting the weight in the prior example, so why would you automatically have this now? I'm a firm believer on how you keep your room is how you're going to keep your house when you become an adult. Hmm? Yes. You were a slob. No one said, hey, this is what you need to do. No one forced you to do housework. And this is a real life example. I'm going to give you a real life example. I have a very close friend that their family was not strict on the You need to clean up. It was not a necessary. Like my mother um, woke us up extremely early on Saturday mornings. I didn't even know there was a nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I expected to sleep through all the time. And when you heard the music and you smelt that faint hint of bleach and pine sol, you knew what it was. No questions asked. Go ahead and get your um cleanup gear. Cause there was a such gear. It was the baggy shirt. You know what I'm saying? Just the, listen, this is just the cleanup and I need something loose so I can get all behind the toilet. You see what I'm saying? And it was a strict requirement to the point that if I tried to act like I overslept over the music, oh, the knock at the door and the bus down was just like, excuse me, get up. <laughs> and I tried to hit her with the mom tired," and she was like, you can go to sleep after you clean up. By the way, sidebar comma, what was that about? I mean, so how you going to, you going to get me good enough to clean up and then tell me I can go to sleep after? No, 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 I'm up, up now. And now I'm up, up mad. How about that? Oof. But you know what? That's how her mother did it, and they passed that down, and I just, I can't. But going back into the example. So my friend didn't have where she had the Saturday morning bus down. Yeah, that just wasn't a part of the process. So each and every one of her siblings, all of their living spaces look chaotic, disoriented, super disorganized, and it was because it was never a requirement at home. To the point that when they went off and had children, it was hard for them to give their children chores or see them to carry it through because it just was a thing in their home. I mean, they literally loved them. They literally had the home that when you walked in, you already knew roaches galore. You already knew what it was. You already knew it was going to be some disorganization. And there was no real, you know, theme, no color scheme, no nothing. It was just white walls in disorientation right or disorganization rather and each and every one of them live the same way that is how you know how you practice is how you perform really and truly you don't become super duper faithful that's a muscle to be exercised because trust and believe it will be tested All of a sudden, you're getting attention. You're like, wait a minute. How come the minute I put on this ring, everybody finds me attractive? Because, let me explain something to you. Somebody looked at you and said, oh, you good enough to marry? Let me see. (laughs) You know, let's see what that's about. So I picked up this phone as fast as I could to really ask and to challenge you. The beauty of visions and plans and goals is that we all know where we would like to end up, right? So we all have this, you know, the Joseph anointing where I'm going to be higher in command and my brothers are going to serve me and, you know, all these different things. But we never go back to do the work to say, okay, now what's the character that I need to possess in order to carry this thing through? Yes, God is going to give it. Yes, there's going to be some awesome things that's just going to be, you know, uh, that it's in God's realm. But you need to do your part. Like, for instance, Moses. He should have worked on his patience and his irritability. Young Sir could not take a whole bunch of grumbling. He was just over it. And that was the thing that didn't allow him to go to the promised land. He literally missed out on the promised land. He was handpicked by God to be the one that carried the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land and he could not carry out the mission because he had an issue when it came to anger irritation and all things combined now again there's no way to really practice leading a million people literally that's how many Israelites there were but there was a time that he could have worked on he was a father he had wives there was a time that he could have exercised maybe earlier on I mean for crying out loud he was spending so much time with God that he had to wear a veil when he was speaking to the Israelites because it was they were scared to look at him because his face was glowing so at some point whether they were complaining about wanting food wanting meat wanting whatever at some point he could have went to God and said hey I don't think I got the patience for these people. Real talk. I'm going to just keep it real, God. I don't. They're getting on my last nerve. So either give me another nerve or give me another characteristic to follow this thing through because I'm not going to do it. And I was always, always so just, for lack of a better word, envious of Moses because he was the only one to see a part of God. Like the Bible says that. God allowed him to see the back of him as he passed between the mountains. And I was like, man, someone who was that close to God, figuratively and literally, why didn't you ask God for what you needed to to see the mission through? Why didn't you say, God, they're annoying. You made all of them like that? I just, I can't. Can you just, can you make me deaf in one ear? I mean, whatever you need to do spiritually at this point, I mean, you know, I rebuke it, but seriously, at this point, can we just do something? Because I can't. You don't hear them down there? It's too much. It is too much. He should have been able to keep it real with God. And maybe that's where you need to be. Maybe you're like, look, God, real talk. I mean, I've handled, you know, a thousand or two, maybe even a good chunk of like four to five thousand if it was a good income tax year. But I don't know what kind of character may come out of me or slip away on um, a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah. Eyebrows up. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. So um, I don't want to get there, get tested and lose. So can you help me to go ahead and exercise that now? Like maybe I need to go ahead and write an imaginary budget and say, okay, um, if this was my budget right now, how would I handle it? Am I making sure that tithe is is one of the item lines in there in the budget? Okay. So then my requirement is always going to be God, no matter how much, how little, how whatever you give me, I'm going to make sure that you're first. I mean, isn't that what the Bible is clearly saying that whoever is faithful and little is faithful and much, right? So uh, tying it all together because this ain't gotta be I think you got what you need but literally I don't want any of us to fail the mission because we failed the exercise prior to the arrival I really want to make sure that we are doing the work and to be honest with you in my opinion that's what the grind is I think we got it misconstrued I don't think the grind is having you know, bags under your eyes and being dehydrated, forgetting to eat because you're just working, 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 neglecting your family. No, your values and all of that still needs to be applied for when you arrive, but the grind is really doing the self work to making sure that you're not the trip up. Because, you know, spoiler work alert, you're going to get to the blessing. But can you sustain it? That's where you start grinding when you start saying, okay, I now want to exercise how I pick my friends now. I now want to reevaluate who's in my circle because if I'm picking people like this on a lower level, I need to be making sure that I'm making great decisions now so that I can make great decisions later because the last thing you want is a whole bunch of leeches and people around you that you look back at the account you're like, wait a minute, you were stealing from me? And so, yeah, we're going to do a couple of things different now. I want a close eye on people now. I want to be a good detector and discerner of people's real true motives early so that I don't have to experience the grief of, you know, more money, more problems or, you know, the higher up you get, you know, the, the lonelier it gets. No, you don't have to be a part of that cliche movement. You could be a part of, no, I exercise that muscle and I'm very clear. If you look at Jay-Z, he had his friend Tata, yeah, the one that is like, I think he's managing Rihanna or whatever it was, but he was with him from when he had nothing to now. That shows that he was a good determinant of how to choose friends. It wasn't until he got into the Dame Dash era and the Kanye kind of flip out that it was like, "Mm, yeah, bugging out. But you know what? He knew when it was time to release, they didn't cost him no real money. It wasn't like, oh, you know, this is going to be a detriment to where he's continuing to go. And you know what? Even after the Dame Dash and the Kanye being close to Jay-Z, he still went on to go ahead and be prosperous. You see what I'm saying? So after this phone call, the challenge now is go ahead and envision yourself on, bink, you've made it. Let's say you made it tomorrow. Whatever you were working on, whatever you were praying for, it arrived and it is a big deal now. What is it that you need in your character to sustain that? That's the grind and that's the self work that you need to be on. You got it? Okay. Because the self-work, you can't skip that part. We talked about that, right? So let's go ahead and keep Chick-fil-A in mind. Whenever we feel a little bit like, kind of want to cut a corner, no, don't do that. That is why a lot of people go to jobs and you bring it home and then you it's all this bleed over because you never really set a clear boundary. You never really set the exercise muscle of no, work is work, home is home. And no, this is, this is how I'm going to run my life. So whenever you feel like you're getting ready to slip a little bit, think about Chick-fil-A. Because Buddy could be open on Sundays making all the money, okay, and decided no. And was practicing that so that his no can be consistent. You see what I'm saying? So I think you got what you need. Great combo. I appreciate your feedback. But um, as my good nanny says, all right, I ain't gonna hold you. Go ahead and um, do your character exercise and do what God told you because 'cause I'm confident that He told you what to do. Now you need to go ahead and be obedient and get off the phone with me, because I'm not gonna be the reason why you get hit by lightning. Boop. Gotta go. Okay. <laughs> I told you later. <laughs> later.